Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at FoxSportsRadio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Been doing a lot of talk, having a lot of fun, breaking down the Sweet 16 Saturday and Sunday matchups. We gave you the Saturday matchups earlier in the show. I'll refresh those for people who might be waking up right now. I said I like Loyola of Chicago minus seven and the under uh, in that game. Also, like Villanova plus seven and a half against Baylor. I like Oral Roberts plus 11 and a half against Arkansas and Syracuse plus six and a half against Houston with the under in that game as well. So those were the picks that I gave out earlier in the show. Encourage you, by the way, you can turn $5 into $150. All you have to do is pick a winner of any Sweet 16 game at FanDuel.com slash Clay. That's FanDuel.com slash Clay. All right, now those were the Saturday games. The early tip game on Sunday is Creighton against Gonzaga. Gonzaga, people always want me to change the way I'm pronouncing it. Anyway, the Bulldogs, the Zags, uh, they are a 13-point favorite, the Zags are, over Creighton. I like the over in this game. 13 feels steep to me. I'm not going to take either side. I think that the Zags will win, and I think they will win comfortably, but 13 feels like a lot to me, which is why I am simply taking the over 158. I think Creighton will try to run with the Zags. I think they will bomb away from outside. I think there will be a lot of points scored, but 13 is a steep number. Now, 
if you're a new gambler, FanDuel.com slash Clay, you don't even have to worry about this 13-point line. You can just take Gonzaga. They are a minus 1,000 favorite. For those of you out there who might be wondering, that would mean you would have to put down $1,000 to make 100 You can put down five and make 150 on the Zags if you go to FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is an incredible gambling offer. Dub, you love to gamble. I mean, this is unheard of. It really is, but all I can think about is Jamel Hill only being minus 375 in her <laughs> matchup when we got Gonzaga at minus 1,000. I think that was a bad line for beating the bookie. I agree. I think Jamel is the is the Zags of uh, of our woke tournament, and I think he laid a bad number there. And if you're a gambler, you try to take advantage of bad numbers whenever you can. It's like seeing the dealer having a six. No doubt about it. So on this game, I, I'm not, I'm with you. I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't know, but 13 and a half is a lot. I'll probably just stay away from this one uh, all in all. Uh, all right. So uh, the next game, uh, and this one is, I think, probably – Well, there's a couple of really good games, but Florida State is around a two and a half point underdog against Michigan. Michigan is the last of the Big Ten teams remaining in the NCAA tournament. The other eight have all lost. I like Leonard Hamilton's squad of Seminoles here to knock out Michigan and end the Big Ten's chances. Now, I talked about earlier this week. The fact that the Big Ten is consistently the most overhyped conference in college basketball. In fact, if you go all the way back to 1990, which people tell me is a long time ago now, doesn't feel that long ago to me, but 31 years ago. And to put that in context, if you remember 1990, that would be the difference between 1990 and 1959. Think about that for a minute. If you want to feel old, I was a kid in 1990. 1959 felt to me like it might as well have been 1849. It felt like it was so long ago. 1990 is the equidistant point now between 1959 and today. Makes me feel like an old man. All right. So it's been a long time. One title for the Big Ten. From 1990 all the way to 2021, 31 years, the only NCAA title in basketball that the Big Ten has won was Michigan State in 2000 with Tom Izzo. That's pretty wild to think about. How long ago, uh, how many years, how many tournaments it's been, and that's the only win. So I like FSU and Leonard Hamilton to get the win here over Jawan Howard and Michigan. Uh, Right now, Florida State is a a two-and-a-half-point underdog. I'm inclined always to take the points if you can, but also to sprinkle a little bit on the money line there, plus 120. Dub, how would you break this one down? You know, I think it would be classic Michigan for them to win this game, only for the heartbreak of their inevitable loss to be that much greater. So, in, in the, the elite eight, in the trying spirit to get to the of final that, four. Yeah. I'm going to take Michigan in the Sweet 16, only to get bounced in the elite eight. All right, so they would get bounced in theory. I believe I am correct by whoever advances from the UCLA Alabama matchup, and the UCLA Alabama matchup. The Tide is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, I like Alabama here as the six and a half point favorite. UCLA 
and Mick Cronin's squad has gotten on a good roll. Remember, it looked like they were going to be eliminated in the play-in game, if you remember, uh, when they were on the ropes against Michigan State and Tom Izzo. They found a way to win that game, I believe, I'm pretty sure, in fact, it was in overtime. They now are a six-and-a-half-point underdog against the Tide. I think Alabama is going to roll all over them, and so I'm taking Alabama minus six-and-a-half. What say you as an Auburn man, Dub? Well, Lance Taylor earlier in the program said something First that, hour of the show, yeah. that resonated with me about the poll question from Alabama fans on which would they rather have, a football or basketball title. That's crazy, wasn't it? But I get it because, look, Bama's going to win in football every other year, like he said. I don't think I can handle them as an Auburn grad who had his team in the Final Four just a couple years ago. I can't handle Alabama kind of repeating Auburn's performance of a couple years back, so... Look, I don't bet with my heart. I really, really want UCLA to win this game. But I kind of agree with you. I think Alabama is just absolutely rolling right now. I think they get it done and they're on to the next round. It's interesting. Uh, one of my buddies who's a big Tennessee fan, he was like, man, it's bad enough to have to deal with the fact that Alabama never loses in football. But at least that's kind of – I've gotten used to it over the last, whatever it is, 13 or 14 years of Nick Saban. But he was like, if Nate Oates is going to come into Alabama and now they're contending for national championships in basketball too, it's really not fair. And in fact, it kind of would mirror what the Florida Gators did with Billy Donovan. Remember when Florida just kind of came out of nowhere in 2006 and 2007 and they had you know Noah and they had uh, Al, Al Horford. Horford and then uh, who was it? Lee Corey Humphrey. Brewer. Corey Brewer, Lee Humphrey, the little uh, shooting guard that was uh, would always drain a three right when they needed one. And they, they kind of stormed to a championship. I think it was 06, 07, wasn't it? Look, I think you're right. Look that up. Back-to-back titles. And it came out of nowhere. Like, nobody really saw Florida as a, you know, I mean, they had made runs before in the tournament with Lon Kruger and everything else. Uh, by the way, Lon Kruger uh, announced that he was stepping down. Kind of surprised a lot of people at Oklahoma. will be interesting to see what happens at that job. Um, but it kind of came out of nowhere. And then in 2006 and 2007, suddenly Billy Donovan's Gators are back-to-back national champions. And that program had never really shown itself to be a national championship caliber program. And if Alabama were able to make the same kind of run, and the reason why the Florida one is interesting is because it also corresponded with Urban Meyer taking Florida back to win championships in football as well, that would really just be amazing. Remember, Florida was a sleeping giant in pretty much all athletics until Steve Spurrier took over the Gators and really got things rolling in the 90s. And then Urban Meyer kept it rolling in uh in the in the early 2000s mid 2000s i guess i should say and this would be a big surprise if alabama and also everybody just throw up their hands and say man it's really not fair but i can see it from alabama football fans because alabama historically is the second most winningest program in the sec tennessee is third i think it's still that way tennessee might have caught alabama but for them to win a national championship would just be really embarrassment of riches and then the final game and this one to me is incredibly intriguing because we don't get a lot of conference matchups in this scenario Oregon against USC 
and I think SC is going to roll, uh, and uh, and I think they cover against Oregon. So those are all of your Sunday matchups. What about you, Dub? What do you think happens in SC Oregon? Which side would you take? Man, that line is weird. I figured you think USC SC would, should be favored by more. I, I think so, but that kind of scares me away from yeah, making right. any bets. It's kind of that thing that we talk about during the football season. Uh, I still like USC though. The way they've been playing, that big man they got down low. He's a he's a ball player. So I, I like USC to move on. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now our NBA insider. He is Chris Mannix. Uh, Chris, I'm curious, on an NBA trade deadline day like yesterday was for you, how many text messages will you send and what is your day like as the trade deadline approaches? I mean, you send hundreds, really. Um, oftentimes, I, you know, I will just kind of – cut and paste, you know, the word anything, question mark, and send it to, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> All everybody your sources. I know in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, everybody I know, you know, even if they're like, you know, half-assed sources, you know, guys that are lower-level people, see if they've heard anything, they can at least point me in the right direction. This was a, a different trade deadline, though, in the sense that you knew going in pretty much exactly who the sellers were and which players were available. You knew that Orlando was going to do at least something close to what they did. You knew Houston was going to auction off Victor Oladipo. Uh, You knew that Kyle Lowry was in play. So this wasn't the deadline where something unexpected cropped up. Certainly you didn't see necessarily which team was going to acquire which player, but you had a good sense about what what players were available. was the question of, you know, when and to where they were going to be moved to. We're talking to Chris Mannix, NBA uh, writer for SI.com and also uh, the NBA insider for much of Fox Sports Radio. So as you progress throughout the day and you're sending all those different texts and you're trying to find out the latest on everything, were you surprised that ultimately the guy that was the most talked about, Kyle Lowry, wasn't moved what did you learn about the trade market and value for him? And how did it come to pass that he was not traded? I, I was surprised that he wasn't moved because throughout the day, the Raptors were sending strong signals that this was their plan. They moved Norman Powell, who has been one of their better players this year for Gary Trent, who's a good player, but younger and, and more of a prospect type than he is an established player. They cleared two roster spots during the day with separate deals with Utah and Sacramento, which suggested that they were positioning themselves to take on multiple players back in a Kyle Lowry deal. So every, you know, proverbial tea leaf was saying that uh, the Raptors were going to move Kyle Lowry. What I think happened, and, and this is more of me reading between the lines, is that the Raptors were dealing with the Lakers and the Heat at the end. And from the Lakers 
they wanted Taylor Horton Tucker. From the Heat, uh, they wanted Tyler Hero. And I think the Raptors expected one of those two teams to blink before the 3 o'clock deadline. Neither did. The, the Heat turned around and made a deal for Victor Oladipo, and the Lakers, who don't have much in the way of young talent, elected to hold on to Horton Tucker, who is a really, really promising uh, young player. So I think it... I think it caught the Raptors a little off guard that none of the teams or neither of the teams they were seriously negotiating with decided to blink at uh, you know at the last minute and and cut the deal they wanted and that's that is why I think Kyle Lowry is still with the team. How much would you like to see the heart rates on NBA executives as the trade deadline approaches? Right, I mean because I think it would be cool to know like what their heart rate is, to know how often they're checking their phone, like how many chargers they have. Uh, because for a decision like that, as you are reflecting, the Raptors know it's going to go down to maybe the last moment, right? And it seems like the Heat basically had their backup plan where they go get Oladipo because they're like, okay, we're not willing to make the move on Tyler Hero. And the Lakers... May, I, I mean, it's, it feels a little bit like a message that they're not willing to burn down the franchise's future to try to mortgage itself to win a championship in the short term, even though I would imagine that that would have to be what LeBron would have preferred. Wouldn't you, uh, if, if LeBron, as he recovers from this ankle injury, wouldn't you think he would have vastly preferred that they go ahead and get Kyle Lowry in? You know, maybe, but... One thing you have to remember is that, well, two things, really. One, LeBron is a huge fan of Horton Tucker. Like, it has been even before he kind of popped on everybody's radar with some of the great games he played this season. LeBron saw this guy uh, a year before as he bounced between the G League and the Lakers uh, perform, and, and he's, he's an advocate for Horton yeah. Tucker. He knows the talent in this kid. The other part is that to get Kyle Lowry, it would have cost the Lakers Dennis Schroeder. Now, you'd probably do that straight up. I mean, that's fine. But Schroeder's really good. And the Lakers have performed their poorest really without Schroeder in the lineup. They were 0-4 before the All-Star break in the game Schroeder sat out due to health and safety protocols. So, yeah, look, in a vacuum, if you can get Kyle Lowry for a song, absolutely, you go and get him. But, you know, I mean, teams win championships, not just a couple of players. And to have to gut your team of Horton Tucker, of Dennis Schroeder, maybe even have to throw in Montrez Harold to make the salaries work. There would have been a lot the Lakers would have lost to get Lowry in uniform. And, and I don't know that LeBron, I don't know that he would have been all completely on board with all that. All right, so let's, uh, let's go to the Lakers situation right now. We're talking to Chris Mannix. They are the defending champion. Uh, LeBron James out with an injury. Anthony Davis out with an injury as well. What are you hearing about the recoveries of those two uh, athletes? And when do you anticipate them being able to be back on the floor together? And what situation will the Lakers then find themselves in from a playoff perspective by the time that happens? Well, as with all things LeBron, it's pretty fluid. I mean, I think we're looking at probably close to a month, you know, three to four weeks uh, with that high ankle sprain. But he's such a a genetic freak that it's just sometimes he just pushes himself harder and gets back on the floor. Uh, but I think that you're probably looking at mid April before you see LeBron back, maybe a little bit sooner for Anthony Davis. We haven't had an official update from the Lakers in a couple of weeks, but 
He's right around that territory where he's scheduled to be reevaluated. Um, the, the tricky part with that injury is that it's so easy to re-aggravate and exacerbate a calf strain. Like it can become, go from mild to serious or maybe even a torn calf very quickly if you don't ease him back in. So we might be looking at right around the same timeline where it's, you know, first 10 days in April for uh, Anthony Davis, sometime in the second 10 days for LeBron James, which puts a lot of pressure on the Lakers who, you know, look like a G League team, frankly, without those two guys in the lineup. They have just been getting tattooed as of late, and I expect that to continue. So does it matter where they finish in the playoffs in your mind? Should they still be favored, the Lakers, assuming AD and LeBron are going to come back? Should they still be favored in the Western Conference? Yeah, I would still favor them. I mean, you know, first of all, home court advantage, you know, regardless of of, – where we are in in May, June, and July, it's not going to look the same as it usually does in NBA arenas. So that you take that out of the equation. And look, LeBron's teams historically have have oftentimes kind of sleepwalked through the regular season. I mean, how many the Cavs are only the number one seed once in LeBron's four years going to the finals with them, and I think one year they were like fourth in the Eastern Conference. I mean, it just it just doesn't matter all that much. I mean, I, I think the key is going to be getting these guys back in enough time where they're not just coming back in time for the playoffs. You want to give them at least two to three weeks of back together as a group and, and shaking the rust off and getting their health right and chemistry issues right. Uh, if that happens, seeding doesn't even matter. Who you feel bad for is like, if you imagine being like Utah and you spend like all season winning you know, 80% of your games or whatever it is and to the first round in a 1-8 matchup and there's LeBron, like, you know, that, that's just that, – that to me would just be devastating for – for the Jazz to have to face, you know, the defending champs in the first round because of a quirk in in the schedule. Yeah, it's interesting. You also mentioned fan and attendance, and I'm looking at the Jazz right now, who are the number one seed in the West, and I think it's fair to say that they are going to have a lot more fans in Salt Lake City than many of the other places that uh, that they might be playing. Is there any discussion about a competitive advantage that might be at play there for? a team like Utah, which is going to have fans present, and another uh, team, which may not have any fans present? It's definitely a discussion. Um, I don't think it's reached the point where they have to decide anything on it or have to make a ruling on what they will or won't do. I think because there's so much time between now and the end of the regular season, so much can change in the next you know, month and a half with, with where this pandemic sits and how teams and different states react to it. Um, I don't think anybody is, is overreacting to that at the moment, but it's definitely on their radar. And if we get to, to middle of May when the playoffs are scheduled to start and you know, Los Angeles and the California area are allowing like 1,000 fans in, and let's just say the Dallas Mavericks are able to put, fill up their building, which technically they can uh, because because of Texas laws. Uh, it will come up. I don't know how. I don't know how you rectify the situation. Whether you you know limit the number of fans in the building because the NBA and the players still want that fan revenue. I mean that's right. money that goes into both their pockets. So it's it's kind of you know cutting your nose off to spite your face in a way. But I, I think there's there's going to be more conversation about that in the weeks ahead. And it's also interesting because unlike, say, a football field, because the NFL went through it, right, where some NFL teams are able to have fans during the playoffs and others were not, 
it doesn't impact the overall feel of the game in the same way, right? Like the home team versus the road team is basically 50-50 in the NFL. It doesn't seem to have a seismic difference in terms of the outcome. Major League Baseball similar, but inside of an indoor arena, I just think about you know, your point on the Mavs is a good one. If Dallas had a full building and they were playing against the Clippers or the Lakers and they basically had no one there, it could influence the officiating. It could influence the overall intensity of the game. I think it's kind of a fascinating question for the NBA as they go forward. Yeah, and look, one reason I think Milwaukee struggled in the bubble last year is that they have always been a team that's fed off a home crowd. They've got a great crowd in Milwaukee, and players on that team, maybe disproportionately it feels like more than others, you know, really played so much better in front of a home crowd. And so playing in an empty venue – I think that rattled them to a degree. Mentally tougher teams like the Lakers and like the Heat were able to push through it, and they were successful as a result of that. So it's just another variable to, to take into account as as you get into May. I think the NBA is crossing their fingers and hoping that by mid-May, you're going to be able to, let's say, half-fill the Staples Center. And if you can get 50% capacity in L.A. and in these other states that are a little bit more stringent, I, I think they'll live with half and full and call that kind of a wash. I don't know if there's been any discussion. I know they've been talking to the players about getting vaccinated and everything else. But when I see a lot of different states, like I saw, for instance, Florida come out and say, come, I think it's like April 5th or whatever that first uh, Monday is in April, that anybody who is 16 or 18 or older that wants to get a vaccine can get one at that point. And it's starting to happen in lots of different states all over the country. Have they talked at all about easing some of the protocols for players that, and I think they've kind of shifted it a little bit, but they didn't want at the NBA, and I know this was a conversation in Major League Baseball and the NHL too, they didn't necessarily want to jump ahead of the line. But when states start saying, hey, anybody who's an adult can go get the vaccine, is there any kind of discussion about how teams are going to handle that, how players are going to handle that? and how it can start to get everything back to a normal scenario once guys can officially be vaccinated? Oh, I think the floodgates have, in a way, already been open for that. Um, You've had three teams in the NBA, including the Lakers, that have had access to the vaccine. And and once you have three teams do it, I mean, the NBA... Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that story. So, like, three three teams in the NBA, yeah. Yeah, Portland, the Lakers, and I think there's one other that has now has access to it. And with them having access, you know, I, I think it's it's basically a free for all at this point. Now, I do believe, you know, I, I don't believe for a second that you know every team has been following. I, I think there's been vaccinations going on for the last month. Oh, or so. quietly, you, know? you think guys behind yeah, the I mean, scenes they're I, like I, say, hey, don't yeah, tell anybody. But if you, yeah, yeah, I think that's been going on. Look, I mean, we're reaching the point too where. You know, I mean, I know I know people that have just like declared themselves longtime smokers when they're not, and gone yeah, right. and the back. Like it, we're at that point now where it's, it's becoming uh, pretty accessible. So I, I think with that taking place, you're going to see every team in the league at least have access to it. And look, the NBA has has done everything they can to incentivize players getting vaccinated, like basically telling them, like, you know, it's, it's not this cut and dry. But if you get vaccinated, you can do almost whatever the hell you want. If you don't, yep. you have to be subject to all these crazy protocols and. If you're around somebody in close contact, you're going to have to quarantine for seven days. So they've done, they've, they've sweetened the, the pot as best they can up until this point. It wouldn't surprise me if they try to sweeten it even more so they can get, they can get as close to 80, 90% vaccinated by the playoffs.
All right, so let's go to who's actually going to be advancing into the playoffs. If you had to pick right now, now the trade deadline is over, Eastern Conference is won by who, and the Western Conference is won by who? What's our? Yeah, I still think I still think Brooklyn is a runaway leader in the in the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Sixers were desperately trying to get into the Kyle Lowry mix; they couldn't do it. Uh, they wound up making a small upgrade with George Hill, but I'm not sure that's as much of a needle mover in that conference. I mean, look, the Nets are. Are playing ridiculous basketball right now, and, and Kevin freaking Durant hasn't played in like two months. I mean, this is like it's almost unfair, at least in the Eastern Conference, to watch this team go at it. And I, I still think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see at least one player who was bought out decide to play in Brooklyn for the rest of the season because they want to try to win a championship. So I look at the Nets as being an overwhelming favorite to win the East. I still have to lean towards the Lakers in the West until I hear something more significant about this LeBron injury and the AD injury. Like we talked about, home court doesn't really matter. And there are just too many flaws with these other teams. Utah, their experience is is an issue for me. The Clippers, I mean, I thought the Clippers made a decent move today in acquiring Rajon Rondo. And look, if they get playoff Rondo, which is a real thing, uh, you know, it, that, that could be a difference maker. But that's a team that still looks like it just doesn't look like a championship team when you watch them play. The other teams at the top have flaws, too. The Suns are right there. I mean, Denver made some good moves, but I still think they have some flaws. The Lakers, to me, are the best team until they prove otherwise. So I think we're headed towards a Lakers-Nets final. Who wins the MVP? There's been a lot of bouncing. I like to follow the odds market for people. You can gamble on who's going to be the uh, NBA MVP. Jokic right now is a pretty substantial favorite. LeBron's been favored during the course of the season. Embiid was a favorite for a short period of time. Who do you think ends up hoisting that hardware? You know, it's, it's a good question because I think both the MVP and Rookie of the Year are going to have some of the wildest votes in recent memory. Yeah. Rookie of the Year because LaMelo might finish just with 41 games, but he is clearly the Rookie of the Year right now. And MVP, I, I don't know how many games all these guys are going to play. I mean, MB is still banged up. LeBron is now banged up. Honestly, and, and I, was, I'm, I was talking to somebody in Milwaukee about this last night, like, at some point, we're going to have to re-acknowledge that Giannis might be the best player in the league. Like, yeah. he's got a minor injury right now. But you look at the numbers Giannis is putting up this season. They're right on line with what he's done last year. Almost 30 points per game, 11-12 rebounds, you know, shooting around 30-ish percent from three. And if the Bucks go on a run over the next month and a half, and they wind up as the number one seed in the East, I don't know how you don't vote for the guy. I really don't, because he's going to play more games, have better numbers, and beyond once again – a top team in the Eastern Conference. The only reason not to vote for Giannis, honestly, is like there's some kind of voter fatigue where you say, ah, we voted for him twice in a row. Uh, let's, let's vote for somebody else this year. That shouldn't take place. Like, if you're a voter, you should vote in a vacuum and say who is having the best regular season of the year. And I'll be honest, like, if LeBron's out as long as, I, as, as he's expected to be out, if Embiid continues to be nicked up, Jokic is, is certainly make a strong case for him. But Giannis, at the end of the year, is going to be a compelling guy to vote for. Chris Mannix, I know how busy you've been. Thanks for getting up and hanging out with us uh, in the wake of the NBA trade deadline. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it, Clay. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Dot com slash sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be.
Those are the melodic tones of Montel Jordan. That's how we always finish out the week. This is how we do it. I'm hoping that we do it well when it comes to the Blood Bank Guarantee. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us and spending another 15 hours rolling through the week. We'll be back with you on Monday as we get ready to find one Final Four team, and then we'll be back with you on Tuesday as we find the – I guess we'll find two Final Four teams on uh, Monday – and then we'll find two Final Four teams on Tuesday. There will be a lot of fun as we roll through the Elite Eight and head to the Final Four. Um, And so that'll be taking place on Monday and Tuesday. We'll be here, same bat time, same bat channel, breaking it all down for you. We've been breaking down everything in the world of uh, the uh, NBA and also the NCAA tournament and more so far. My thanks to Chris Mannix, who just joined us, who has been running around like crazy trying to cover the uh, NBA trade deadline and make sure he gets everything lined up there. Uh, but I told you that I would hit you with my blood bank guarantee and also give Dub an opportunity to hit you with his blood bank guarantee as well. And my blood bank guarantee uh, for, I'm going to give you two, because I'm going to give you a Saturday blood bank guarantee, and then I'm going to give you a Sunday blood bank guarantee as well. And my Saturday blood bank guarantee is Loyola Chicago minus seven. I absolutely love the mojo that Sister Jean has brought to bear. I know that Oregon State fans have been chirping at me like crazy because I picked Tennessee to win, and then I picked Oklahoma State to win, and they've been hot in the Pac-12 tournament. But I love the defense from Loyola of Chicago. I think they will extend it well. I don't think Oregon State will get very many good looks. I like the under in this game as well. I think it's going to be very low scoring. But I think Loyola of Chicago will pull away and win this game and advance to the Elite Eight. It is my blood bank guarantee for Saturday. Dub, do you have a blood bank guarantee for the people for Saturday? Let's see. Is Syracuse playing on Saturday? I already lost yes. track. Okay. Well, that's my blood bank guarantee. I said on earlier. On the money line, no, or you're taking no, a plus no. six and a half? All right. I was going to say. If you're taking to the blood bold... bank, yeah, I was take just the points. Say. Yes. Yeah. Plus six and a half, I believe it is. I'm rolling with Jim Beheim, Buddy Beheim in the orange. All right. So uh, Dub is on uh, Syracuse. I am on uh, the Loyola of Chicago uh, to get things done as they roll into the Saturday game. Moving into Sunday. And by the way, I encourage you to go download the podcast. We have broken down every one of these games to get you ready for the weekend uh, as we have been getting ready for uh, all of the Sweet 16 matchups. On uh, Sunday, I like the Alabama Crimson Tide to cover the 6.5 against UCLA. I just think this Tide team is playing too well. I like uh, what I have seen from them. I like their outside shooting. I think Nate Oates has been a revelation for them. I think the Alabama Crimson Tide covers the six and a half on uh, Sunday. What is your blood bank guarantee, Dub? You know, these games on Sunday, nothing really stands out to me. And to be honest with you, I'm going to have two TVs on on Sunday. One TV will have college basketball. The other... We'll have the March Madness of golf. They got the match play going. Yeah, on what do you week. think's going to happen with the match play? I like, love who this. Would is you... one of my favorite tournaments of the year because yeah. you don't get a lot of match play other than the Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup. So it's one on one. It's not you versus the field. So I love that about this tournament. I think a guy to watch out for is Abraham Answer. He's looked pretty dominant his first two uh, matchups. He should be moving on to the knockout stages. So I think you can get a pretty good number on him, and uh, he's been playing well so far. 
John Rahm has also looked good. He's basically the favorite rolling yeah, into the and weekend. And I, I bet right? on him before the tournament yeah, started. Yeah, I saw you so. tweet that. I did too on uh, Fo- on Fox Bet Live. I took John Rahm. I think I got him at 14 or 16 to 1. Um, and he's the favorite right now at FanDuel odds. Yeah, so he's looking really good as well. So I'm, I'm happy where I'm sitting right now with Rahm. And I may add with Abraham answer. So uh, just to confirm, this is like finishes on Sunday, right? Like normal tournament, even right, though it's Right, except match it play. started on Wednesday. Yeah, it Thursday. started earlier than normal. Yeah, so. Um, so uh, I'll be watching some of that, I'm sure, as well. Um, and so there you have it. So uh, the blood bank guarantees as we roll through uh, the course of the program, breaking down everything there. We have given you a lot. Hopefully, Sister Jean will carry me through and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I also am intrigued uh, because this is a rematch and you don't get – a lot of in-conference rematches in the uh, NCAA tournament because they try to seed it so it doesn't happen. Uh, and the Pac-12 has obviously been such a massive part of the overall storyline. Oregon against USC. And I think this is going to surprise some people. Uh, the three teams that have outscored their opponents the most so far in the NCAA tournament. Well, the first is Gonzaga. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are surprised by that. The third is Baylor, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are surprised by that. I do think a lot of people are sitting back when I say this and say, wow, I didn't know that. USC is the second best performing team from a point differential margin in the NCAA tournament so far. Would you have guessed that, Dub? That's a wild stat. I would not have guessed that, I mean, the favorites right now to meet and play for the national championship – are Gonzaga and Baylor. If you had to pick right now and you're listening to me and you're like, hey, Clay, somebody told me I have to pick who's going to be playing for the NCAA tournament championship, you should pick Gonzaga and Baylor. It's the most likely outcome. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but the best odds are on those two teams meeting. Not a surprise because they've been dominant in their first two games fairly well. The team that is slotted in between them is USC, and they are only a two-point favorite over Oregon, These two teams know each other pretty well, but the Oregon Ducks and the USC uh, Trojans, I I find that game, which is going to be the final game on Sunday, to be particularly interesting because you've got a conference matchup to close it all out. And by the way, you might want to go ahead and plan your sleep schedule. That game isn't tipping off until 945 Eastern, and it'll probably be later than that. So it probably on Sunday won't start until around 10 o'clock Eastern. So go ahead and get yourself a nap in if you're interested, like I will be, in watching that game. And you also got to get up early on Monday. Also in that game, Clay, isn't there a little revenge factor here because USC couldn't play in the Pac-12 title game because of COVID or something like that? Didn't Oregon take their spot in that game? I think I'm right on that. I think you're. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, never mind. Then. Oregon State won the Pac-12. Oh, that's okay. I got my Oregon's confused there. Then yeah, that's probably a great line to finish the show for the week on. Dub getting his Oregon's confused. Uh, we appreciate all of you, whether you're an Oregon Duck or an Oregon State Beaver. Uh, also, all of you across the country, let's have some fun. Sweet 16, March Madness. Get your bets in. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Blood Bank Guarantee, baby. Tap the veins. Have great weekends. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is OutKick. Thanks for hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, oh, oh. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts